growing green to generate more green. Welcome to The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman. Each week, we plant the conversational seeds about cultivation and the changing climate of cannabis culture. We'll peel back the layers of benefits of the world's most versatile plant, from food to fuel, from remedy to resource. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Grow Show with your host, multi-award-winning grow master and respected cannabis consultant, Kyle Cushman. Hello and welcome, students. It's time to put on your learning caps and smoke a blunt. This is The Grow Show on CannabisRadio.com, and I'm your host, Kyle Cushman. Attention all growers, today's episode is just for you. For over a year now, we've been inviting on and interviewing industry leaders. We've welcomed advocates, cultivators, and educators from all over the world onto our show to discuss all things cannabis. However, today, it's all about you and your questions. Usually, we end every episode with an Ask Kyle segment where I answer questions from my listeners, but we've gotten so many requests for more Ask Kyle, we thought it was high time to record a special episode with nothing but your questions. I want to take a moment once again to thank all of you for listening and reaching out because that's what it's all about, supporting our community and our culture. That being said, on to our first question sent in from Teresa. Hello, Kyle. I am using Vega Matrix for the first time on an indoor grow of ACDC. Great strain. By the way, for people that don't know, that's a very high CBD strain as well as THC. She says, I have a small grow, so I got a starter kit. The last grow was netted and scrogged, and even with that, the branches were too thin to hold up buds, and I had a lot of popcorn buds. Spider mites all but wiped out my leaves a couple weeks into flower. Used organic neem, but it was pretty bad after getting them under control. Had a lot of leaves that were burned and dry. Boy, Teresa, you did not have a good cycle. I'm glad you're moving on to Vega Matrix. Moving on, she says, I sprayed in the dark cycle. She's talking about the neem. I was wondering if this strain is okay to try monopole or teepee style with the sticks like I've seen in your photos. She's talking about supporting the plants so that they won't fall over. I will try the snap and twist technique this time to build some thicker branches. What other products do I need? Do I need to flush more than once or twice at all with Vega Matrix. How much runoff with each watering? Any other suggestions on growing ACDC would be appreciated as well as organic pest control. Wow, Teresa, you really got it all in there on that question. So I'm going to start from the beginning. So you trellised your plants, you netted them and or strogged them, and your branches were too thin to hold up the buds and they were falling over. I'm going to have to guess that you don't have enough light. That's the biggest reason for plants that fall over and are thin or weak and usually makes them stretch taller than you like so that the buds fall over. So I'm going to say try to add some more light to your garden. You didn't tell me how much light you actually have in the garden. Spider mites all but wiped out my leaves. You know, you got to get on that before you get to such an issue. Neem is effective in keeping a mite population under control. You can get it just about wiped out so that when you get into flowering and you have to stop spraying, they're probably not going to be very active. But if you wait until they're all over your leaves, you're pretty much uh, out of luck. So the moral of this story is catch it sooner. And to everybody who's listening, use IPM integrated pest management as a preventative measure, not a remedy. So before you get bugs, spray your plants twice a week, every third or fourth day with a neem solution, Azamax, Azadactrin, a suffocant, some kind of bug spray 
that is meant to interrupt the breeding cycle. They're not necessarily insecticides, so they're not um, chemicals. Um, and you can use them without any negative effects on the plants whatsoever. So get into an IPM, Integrated Pest Management System, before you have a problem. Any strain is good to monopole or TP. You know, depending on the number of plants you have, I like using the monopole or TP technique, which is using bamboo sticks stuck in the plant, either two or three, and creating either a TP with the sticks or a tightrope that you can tie each individual plant to. You can find these techniques on my Facebook page or on kylecushman.com in my photo gallery. It really depends on how many plants you have. If you have hundreds or thousands of plants, trellising is going to be your way to go. But if you have a hundred or you know, you're in the, the low hundreds, I really like to give each plant individual attention and keep them individualized so the plants can be moved and given each, you know, if one needs to be moved from one side of the garden or twisted around because it's growing towards the light, it's impossible to do that once you put your plants in trellises. So, yes, definitely get into organic pest control. Definitely try the, the, the TP or monopole technique. And I'm sure you're going to have a wonderful, a better growing experience with the Vega Matrix this time. And don't forget that Vega Matrix has an 800 number and you can call in at any time and ask questions. From Bill, I have a plant that's about 14 inches tall that I just put into the 12 and 12 flowering cycle. I was checking her out today and I noticed there are some tiny white yellowish holes in the axial leaves and some on the stalk. So the leaves coming from the stem have some whitish yellowish holes. Is this a problem? I would have to say it is a problem. He says, maybe a new deficiency of some kind or maybe bugs. Any ideas what this might be and how to treat? Again, pictures would help. I'm going to have to make an assumption here that it's probably a micronutrient deficiency. Now, Bill, you didn't tell me what you're feeding with. You didn't tell me what kind of medium you're growing in. So this is just a guess. Yes, it could be bugs. If it is a sign of bugs, you'll probably be able to tell. It'll look like it's chomped on. And if you turn the leaf over, a lot of times the bugs leave behind some kind of trail, whether it's their excrement or just some kind of slime or slobber from the, the leaf that they were eating. So, so, so look for some sign of bugs and then, you know, treat with a, as I was saying in the earlier question, with a suffocant or some neem or some azadactrin. Next question from AJ. Hi, Kyle. Thanks for taking my question. I'm having a problem with my soil. It's kind of hard. And when I water, most of the liquid ends up running through channels in the soil and coming out at the bottom of the pot. I don't really know how the soil ended up settling that way. Do I have to transplant or is there a way to loosen up the soil without bothering the plant? They just started flowering and I'm worried about hurting the roots. Well, AJ, you probably didn't use the best choice of soil. I wish you'd told me what you did use. Next time, you want to go for a well-draining soil, something that contains aeration properties like perlite or vermiculite or chunks of other larger-sized cocoa or peat that help keeping the soil from compacting. Right now, you're going to have to aerate your soil, so get yourself a stake, and a metal stake, and stat it from the top down to the bottom every couple of inches in the soil. So depending on how big the pot is, make yourself a couple of dozen holes and aerate that soil. Don't worry about the roots. Yeah, you're probably going to break some, but if you use a thin metal rod, you'll probably do little to no damage, and that will allow your water to penetrate the soil, and it'll start uh, encouraging the roots to grow as well. 
So, and also a good thing to do would be to add a beneficial bacteria or, and or a root enhancer to, of course, get the soil to, uh, sorry, the roots to, to spread out. And our next question from Will. I have a bunch of good-looking females flowering, but recently had a disturbance in my lighting. Oh, no. My HID bit the dust a couple weeks ago. I live outdoor in the boondocks, so it took a while to get a replacement in. I substituted a VHO for about a week in 12-hour periods, but it was definitely stressful to my plants. All of a sudden, most half of them are popping up with small male patches near the female buds. I see more every day. Could the lighting issue have caused this? Is there anything I can do about it? Can I prune any male patches and keep growing? Well, Will, this doesn't sound very good. Uh, VHO lighting is a form of fluorescent, and it's kind of orange. And I think that your plants didn't like it. And because most plants that we grow nowadays are severely hybridized, the change in lighting caused them to hermaphrodite is basically what happened. And so I would definitely stick to the HID next time if there is any chance that you could borrow a light or purchase a light and put it back on its normal schedule. I would have to say that's the way to save your plants. Other than that, man, I feel really sorry because hermaphrodite, hermaphrodites are, uh, are definitely a bummer. I'm sorry about that, Will. Well, you fellow lovers of the plant, we're going to take a quick break to show our sponsors some appreciation, but don't touch that dial because I'll be right back with more answers to your questions. The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman will return once we cultivate through this short commercial break. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Dr. Dabber, hurry! Its temperature is shooting past 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up! I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct! Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber. Doctor's orders. Less heat, more flavor. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Candid. I want to give you the inside story. Captivating. I want to introduce you to my kind and amazingly talented friends. Compelling. We get to meet some of the most amazing cannabis activists and warriors around. 
Listen in as medical marijuana pioneer, Dr. Dina, shares never-before-heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest-growing industries in the world. I want to share with you what was once confidential information. Let's expose the truth, discuss the issues, and learn the facts. Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. Time to plant some more conversational seeds. You're listening to The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to a very special edition of The Grow Show on CannabisRadio.com. I am your host, Kyle Cushman, and today I'm spending the entire show answering your questions. We've got a lot of questions to get through, so let's keep right on going. From Derek. Hi, I'm using a full line of Vega Matrix, including Big and Sticky, and the whole OGT line. Thanks, Derek. I'm at the start of seven weeks in a nine-week flowering cycle. My question is, I was thinking of using either Earth Juice Hybrix Molasses or Tropical Organics Banana Mana. Those are some old products that I've used before. Which of the two would you recommend as a finisher? Well, honestly, Derek, you don't need either of them because Vega Matrix contains several complex carbohydrates. Yeah, we've got plenty of complex carbohydrates in there. If you do want to add a little bit, I would definitely go on the low end of the, the recommended dose. And he says, also, I just want to use one time with OG Pure before I go all water. I'm growing in 10-gallon pots using both Sunshine Advanced Number 4 and down-to-earth pro-organic mix side-by-side as a test. Any tips or advice is greatly appreciated. Well, definitely going with the uh, Pure Beneficials before you uh, go all water is a good idea. That's what I recommend on the Vegan Matrix feeding chart. 10-gallon pots, that's a big pot there. I hope you're going for half pound plants or at least six ounce plants. Otherwise, I would definitely go down to either five or seven gallon pots. I've found that five gallon pots are usually good for about, mm, I don't know, four ounce plants. Seven gallon pots are good for about six ounce plants and 10 gallon pots are good for about half, half pound plants. So that's my advice for Derek. Next question is from Benjamin. What do you think of feminized seeds? Have you ever made any? Have you ever heard of using colloidal silver to create feminized seeds? And if so, how did it work out for you? Yes, Benjamin, I have heard of using colloidal silver. That's uh, one of the ways that people revert plants to feminize. Another is colchinine, which is a chemical that you can buy online that's made, I believe, from magnolia flowers. My opinion is that feminized seeds are totally unnecessary. Yes, it takes up a little bit more space and effort to start twice as many plants as you need. But if you really think about it like this, you're going to throw half the plants away within a week after switching to flowering. So, and you're going to transplant as well. So if you start the plants in a smaller container, you can put them very, very close together. So for example, you're growing a two-light garden and you want to finish 25 plants. So you now have 50 plants. 50 plants in small pots can fit under 2,000 watt lights. So it's very easy to flower those and pull out the males, then do your transplant, and then spread them out, and you'll have plenty of room to flower out your 25 females. So that's my opinion. I don't think feminized seeds are necessary unless, of course, you're growing in a very extremely small space, an attic, an apartment in New York City, something of that nature. Next question is from Taylor. I got some questions with my lighting, and I hope you can help. Well, I hope I can too. My plants are about 15 to 16 inches tall and only have about another foot and a half of growing room. They're growing fast. That's good to hear. 
about one to two inches per day. That's awesome. My sodium conversion bulb won't be here for another week, so I was thinking of just switching my metal halide to 12 and 12 to get them started and then going to the sodium bulb when it gets here. Would this work? Absolutely, Taylor. As a matter of fact, I usually leave my metal halides in for the first week of flowering because I don't consider the first week of flowering actually flowering. Because the plants are still growing so vigorously, the first week of flowering is actually your last week of vegging. And if you take a look at my feeding charts on veganmatrix.net, you'll see that the feeding reflects that. My first week of flowering is the same formula as your last week of vegging. They're growing lots of vegetation. They're growing lots more leaves. They're getting taller. They still need nitrogen. So don't cut down that grow formula until the second week of flowering when the flowers start to come out and then they need the high phosphorus. Our next question is from Ray. Hi, Kyle. Thanks for the help. Longtime fan here. Thank you, Ray. I'm about 11 weeks into a small hydroponic grow, just six plants. I'm going through about a half a gallon of newt mix per day. Flora Nova grow at 10 cc per gallon of water. My closet is lined with mylar. Well, I got to say right off, 10 cc per gallon sounds like an awful low dose of nutrients. Don't know offhand cc to milliliter, but just thinking of a dropper, that's probably mm, a teaspoon or less per gallon. And I'm not real up on Flora Nova, but I'm pretty sure you got to use at least 10 to 15 mils per gallon. Let's move on with this question. My closet is lined with mylar with 600-watt compact fluorescent and three fluorescents. They were doing really good but are now dying. Huh, I wonder if it could be because you're not feeding them, Ray. The leaves started curling under and turning dark brown and dry. I pulled one plant and found mold in the rock wool. Could this be why my plants are dying and how can I save them? With a big, frowny face. <laughs> well... A little bit of mold in the rock wool is pretty typical, but giving your plants 10 cc per gallon is not. So I'm going to guess that your plants died from underfeeding. I suggest rereading your nutrient, the instructions on your bottles. Everybody, no matter what products you use, I always suggest reading the entire bottle front to back, even the sales pitch, because the sales pitch is going to tell you what the stuff is supposed to do. And then it's going to also give you application rates. And that would have saved Ray from feeding his plants 10 cc's per gallon. I'm so sorry, Ray. Our next question from Matt. Help! Exclamation point. I had a timer fail and one of my 2,000 watt lights stayed on all night. I unplugged it when I realized what was happening, but they still got about 10 extra hours of light. This is my first grow and they're in their fourth week of flowering. Is this going to screw anything up? Should I just keep going forward with the light schedule as is? I got to tell you, that just kind of gave me a little turn in my stomach. I've been there before, and it really does suck. It's really going to depend on the strain, Matt. One night of interrupted darkness, it's possible that you could have a problem, but it's just as likely that you won't. So the advice is just keep on going forward with the light schedule as is. Cross your fingers. Keep your eyes open for the little bananas, the male flowers, they look like little tiny bunches of bananas, and you can pick them off before they open. If you need some uh, visual reference, you can look it up online. They're really easy to distinguish, and from the time you spot them, they usually take one, 
even two weeks before they can open and spread pollen. So if you're diligent, you can just pick those little things off. And chances are with just a little bit of uh, extra light in there, hopefully it won't be too bad. You know, these plants have evolved with the moon at night and sunlight. It's all going to depend on the strain. So, Matt, I wish you good luck and hope to hear from you again on a happier note. Our next question from Casey. Hello, Kyle. I am using Fox Farms Ocean Forest Soil and running Daylight CFLs, compact fluorescence. My plants have sprouted by the cotyledons. The cotyledons is a fancy word for your, the first little round leaves you see. They haven't opened yet. What light schedule should I be running right now? I'm on 24-hour light. That's the light schedule you should be on. But should I be switching to like a 12-12 or 18-6 schedule and what would make them grow faster? Any advice would be great. Well, you want to keep those CFLs as close to the plants as you possibly can. I'm talking several inches and you want to let the plants grow into them. Fluorescents are great lights for vegetation. Great lights for vegetation. Keep them on 24 hours until the plants are, oh, anywhere between half a foot and a foot tall. And that'll help you get a really good root structure. It'll give you a chance to feed a lot. And there's no need to switch to an 18 and 6 before flowering. I would suggest just going to a 20 and 4 after your plants reach a small maturity. And then you put them on a 20 hours on, 4 hours off, just to give them a little night rest to let the leaves come down. And then when you're ready to flower, which is depending on the height, your plants are going to double to triple in height before they stop growing. So that's what you want to judge when you decide to switch them to 12 and 12. Switch them to 12 and 12 so that you're going to have enough room, enough vertical height, and be able to keep the light at a decent height when you flower. I hope you're not planning on flowering under the uh, CFLs. If you are, don't let your plants grow taller than six inches, and then switch. uh, I would top them once, and I would switch them right over to flowering, 12 and 12, as soon as your plants reach six inches, and try to use kind of a training technique to keep your plants horizontal and keep them as small as you can. Hopefully you can afford some kind of an HID, whether it's a 250 or a 400 or a 1,000. Flowering under CFLs is going to give a real minimal harvest. The quality can be really, really good as long as you do everything right, but unfortunately it's going to be a real minimal harvest. Another question here from Gage. Hi, Gage. I need help on what I should do. I have seeds. I'm in the sixth week of flowering and everything was looking great, but this morning I looked close and I have fully grown seeds throughout. All the plants in my room. I have plants and veg stage in the other side of my room separated by a tarp. What should I do? Are my vegging plants in any trouble? Should I harvest now or wait? Hmm. Um, So I'm not sure what the problem is. So the problem is that you've got seeds in your flowering plants. You don't have to worry about getting seeds on your vegging plants because vegging plants can't be impregnated. So basically, you've got a new generation of seeds, which we don't know from what your question, whether it was self-pollinated or whether you had a male in the room that pollinated them. And now you have a inbred, a hybridized plant that, you know, is going to create a new strain, uh, a a new phenotype. Uh, It could be great. It could be terrible. So the seeds are not the bad thing. 
necessarily. It's the loss of the flowers. Being a kid that grew up in the 70s and 80s and 90s, I smoked a lot of seeded weeds. So get out your album cover and your pack of rolling papers and uh, clean those seeds. If you don't know what I'm talking about, do a little uh, YouTube research and you'll see what we had to go through when uh, all the weed came from Mexico and it was all seeded. As far as the other vegging plants, uh, just cut down your seeded plants before you turn to flowering. Clean the room. All you have to do is spray water everywhere. Water makes pollen unviable. So just spray water everywhere and you won't have to worry about having seeds again. Our next question from Gary. Hey Kyle, a little about my grow. I'm in day 18 of flowering, growing in a 70-30 peat perlite mix with Fertilome 959-8. That is a wacky fertilizer in three and a half gallon pots. I keep my temps at around 80 degrees. I guess I should say, why is that a wacky fertilizer? Well, For one thing, it's not meant for growing marijuana. The ratio is way off, and it's way too high. So let's go on and see what he says. I keep my temps at around 80 degrees. I have fluorescence up, 42K lumens. I have pH at 6.5. Yesterday, it looked like my plants were showing signs of too much fertilizer. Wow, it's so funny when I predict these things before I read the question, isn't it? (laughs) My plants are showing signs of too much fertilizer, so I flushed all of them, but I'm not sure if that was the problem or not. The uppermost leaves on the top halves of the plants are turning dark purple and brown, and there are some leaves that have burns on them. Did I do the right thing by flushing them? Yes, I'm happy to say, Gary, you did the right thing by flushing them. I would go out and buy myself a um, high-quality indoor cannabis fertilizer. The one, obviously, I'm going to suggest is Vega Matrix. If you'd like to purchase another one, there are many out there. In fact, all the fertilizers in these hydroponic stores work. That's why they're on the shelves. But the question is, what kind of quality produce do they produce? 959.8 sounds really, really high in salts, metals, and phosphorus. So that's why your plants are burning. So um, I think you're going to have to probably flush a few times more and then give them maybe uh, two or three plain waterings and then start feeding with a quarter-strength fertilizer until the end if you insist on finishing with that fertilizer. Well, everybody, that's all the time we have for this week for our special Ask Kyle episode. If you want to submit your own grow questions, I suggest you send them to Diane at KyleCushman.com. That's D-I-A-N-E at KyleCushman.com. Or send a message to our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash The Grow Show. This was a great show. I had a lot of fun answering all your questions. Please make sure to check out my website, kylecushman.com, where you can find out where to follow me on social media, upcoming events I'll be attending, and subscribe to my newsletter. You can find new episodes of The Grow Show every Wednesday by going to cannabisradio.com or subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Remember, Nub Brothers and Token Sisters, never fear failure as it's our greatest teacher. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Kyle Cushman, and as always, stay lifted. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.